over. Uh, hey, Matt. Mind if I join you for a quick drink? Please. I can't tell you how hard today was, man. Was it a rough one for you, too? Uh, one of the not rough days. Yeah. I had this one kid kept dying on my first level. What part? The freaking duck part. Oh, the duck part? He didn't even get to the goose. He just, he died on the duck. How old's the kid? I don't, I can't to judge the kid's age. I'm older than he is, but that's- Well, I, yeah, you're an omnipotent time <laughs> god who can't die. But I swear, this kid must have blown like his whole week's allowance. Oh, you hate to see it, but God, get good, kid. <sighs> I don't know how many times you can hit continue in one sitting and not even get to the ghost. You know, some kids got deep pockets and not the skills to back it up. I swear the kids today don't even know anything. The, the game doesn't have motion controls and like 57 button inputs. They don't know what the hell to do. All these kids talk about their, their emotes and their pay to wins. Can't do actual skill, can't put in the actual work to get good and get past the duck. The, well, the worst part is, you know, our games are, are, are hard, right? We got hard games. Yeah. But that's not a problem. Where are all the masochist gamers that love for games to like slap them, right? And then they keep coming back for more. I know what you mean. None of them want to actually put in the work. No one to actually suffer, die a couple hundred times to get better. And nobody wants to physically come out to the arcade either. It's bullshit. Right. Is something going on? Is is there something better than us going on? I've barely seen anybody even walking past the window. It's ridiculous. Oh. We gotta have like maybe 25% of the max capacity of this place coming in every day. Both the machines next to me are taped off. I don't even know why. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't think there's a damn good thing to be happy about in this PC gaming age. If only there was a way we could find some stuff to be happy about, some stuff to talk about that's good. Hey, hey there, you two. <laughs> hey, Rodney. Hey, you guys in the market for some, uh, off-brand software. At this point, I got nothing else to make me feel something, so what do you got? I got some MP3s, brother. How fresh? This shit came out Monday. All right, what, do you, what will it cost me? Two credits. All right, it's half of what I got, so it's better be good. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll ship in a credit. No, one each. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, anytime. All right, yeah, so there's the two credits. Give me the MP3. All right, it's uploading now. Check your independent C drives. Never said Rodney never did nothing for you. Bye, Rodney. Guy's freaking creep. He's weird. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the voice? He's he's literally in a suit. I don't understand. Yeah, he's like character yeah. does not match the yeah designers messed up on that one. How did he marry Sarah? <laughs> she does have cat ears, so I I don't know. Like probably slim pickings. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's hit play on this thing. Yeah, okay. Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. It is a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever day it is. <laughs> Coming in hot. And maybe whatever kind of weird solid state you're in, whether you're 3D, 2D, it's a beautiful day out in the shining city. And no day is bigger or beautifuler than the ones I get to spend with my good friend, Matt Ramsden. That gave me a lot of like good morning Vietnam energy. <laughs> Just very chaotic good. I am here with the incomparable, ever positive Alan Parker. Wow, thanks, man. Of course. How was your week? My week was really good. I got reviewed by work. 
Oh, I thought you froze for a second. No, it's just like, I'm like, was it right here? Like, I got a review. I had an evaluation. I'm like, <laughs> it was all good. I was told good. that I'm very positive in about three different ways. <laughs> and then they gave me a big thumbs up and sent me out the door. <laughs> that tracks. What about you? How's your week going? Week's been good. Week feels long. I don't know if maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my my work stuff going on. Lately, I just have had trouble focusing. I don't know. It just feels like it's been dragging. But I have, I have some good stuff that I'm ready to talk about. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Let's dive into it. <laughs> Did you have some wine? <laughs> Let's dive into it. Sips from his wine. I've had this here for like 45 minutes because I wanted to wait for the actual episode to have this be the first episode that I drink on. The worst part is, and you guys can't tell the difference unless you're connoisseurs and you can tell by the sound of his sipping, but it's not red wine as you have already stated you were trying to get into, but you, know, you copped out. You, you're already back on the white stuff. No, I... I I finished like three bottles of red over the last like three weeks. Over the last three days. <laughs> over the last three minutes. <laughs> no, so I, I went the wakes and was like, ah, I want to do it. Yeah. Hey, man, do what you want to do. Here's to that. Cheers. You know what I want to do? What? I want to talk about this freaking game, man. Which game? It's Celeste. I have heard about Celeste at great length. Oh. Though I have never played it. Mm. I have no idea what it's about, but I know many of my coworkers and other gamers I know have a very strong love-hate relationship with this. The main thing I've heard is that it's very hard. That's fair. It is hard, but it is fair. Tough, but fair. <laughs> the thing I like about Celeste, which is the same thing I liked about Hollow Knight, and it's the same reason why both are difficult, but both are fair, is the controls are really responsive. So what I mean when I say a control is responsive, I mean, how well can a game translate what I want to happen into button presses that cause that to happen? If I want her to jump a little bit less, so I release my thumb and, and then like a little bit earlier, what happens on the game is it's equatable to the intent I had. Right. Whereas with other games, you might press a button and there's a delay or like, it doesn't matter if you let it go a little bit earlier, or a little later. But Celeste is very fine tuned in that way. It is a, it's a 2D platformer. And with that comes dying and falling and resets and spikes and all the normal tropes. But because it's so tightly wound and the controls are so responsive, it can be really hard and you can be okay with that because you know it's your fault and you know what you can work on. So you're not like games broken, you know? Exactly. I wasn't even in the, the hitbox, like what the hell, like. But instead it's, ah, sh I hit that too early. I mean, I think there is something to that as well. And I think it's like, so with the current trend in games or a lot of the trends in game, which is remastering. Mm -hmm. So re-releasing games and we're re-releasing games from way back when we're realizing how hard these games were. <laughs> I remember they, they re-released Crash Bandicoot and I'm remembering playing the remaster, how hard this thing was because it is your fault. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where the game, itself is pretty simple like there's no like big huge mechanics like there are now with a lot of open world games or you know just games in general all right so what we have made is really really tight and really really responsive and so if you like screw up a jump that's on you so i totally understand that feeling crash bandicoot though it has that level where like you're running at the screen i hate that i think that's dumb that's when i'm like stupid game i love that i have very very pure memories <laughs> 
of Crash Bandicoot 3 warped. We have, to go, we have to go back in time to all the different places. The new one, yeah. And I just remember like riding the tiger on the Great Wall of China and having to nail all the jumps as his sister. I never played any Crash Bandicoot games. What? I just, I never did. They're so good. All right. Well, Crash Bandicoot, what? Get out of here. Get ghost. <laughs> this is about Celeste. You're not supposed to be in here. He doesn't even talk. He just screams. Oh, he's got that totem guy with him that does <laughs> talk. Get out of here, you, whatever the hell your name was. Aku Aku. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, Aku Aku. What you doing? Aku Aku is the deuterogenist of the Crash Bandicoot. Who's, what's the deuteronomy? What is this? The person second in import. Second in importance to the main character? Right. It's like, it's a supporting actor. Some examples they give are Vegeta. <laughs> Gakarot, I'm the Deuteronomist. Mostly give All Might. All Might, I guess. Gur. Who the hell's Gur? Gur from Invader Zim. Oh, yeah. Gur is good. Gur was adorable. I was in the turkey the whole time. <laughs> All right, let's get this show back on the rails. All right. <laughs> Oh, look, Celeste, you're back in the room. Thanks for giving us a minute. <laughs> She's just like waiting in a chair to like find her nails. Just like <laughs> in Celeste, it introduces abilities in a very organic way that it, it doesn't feel Metroidvania-esque. It's not like, oh, I've unlocked the rocket launcher through like story elements. She just gains these new abilities and it introduces them in such a unique way that really only an indie game can. It has that inventiveness, creative art style, just like unique story of an indie game with a solid gameplay of a much bigger title than it is. Interesting. The way this was originally created in 2016, a much simpler version of the game was made by two people in a four day game jam. That's intense. If you don't know what a game jam is, it's when you sit down with a group of people and over like a set amount of time you have to pump out a game it's like NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month oh yeah you, you have to write a novel in a month that's crazy yeah <laughs> I think the line they say is 75,000 words in a month that sounds fun though I mean yeah a lot of people have done it a lot of people have gotten their careers started through it it's still one of those things where like all right we're gonna give you this time you need to finish if you don't you fail well these guys finished and two years later with a group of under seven people they produced this game that's insane the story is really really cool i don't want to spoil anything because i think this game is worth people's time it's a story about loss grief guilt anxiety and how you as a person are supposed to deal with those things or how you could fail to deal with those things and it's super cute the art style is super cute. <laughs> I, I love indie games. So often the art style is like, oh, this is adorable, but like the subject matter is super heavy. Like I remember I played, no, it was a mobile game um, called Florence. It is very much in the vein of me where it's not really a game. It's more of a story that you kind of interact with. And the art style is really, really cute. And it's really pretty and nice. But the subject matter is like not heavy, but just oof. I feel that in a very just real way. She's a 25-year-old woman who lives alone and is settled into a monotonous routine of working her job and mindlessly interacting on social media. But it looks so cute. Exactly. That's the thing. Is I'm just like, that's me. But like, this is cute. No, it, I think it's like $3 or something, but it and it takes less than an hour to play. It got nominated for 
a ton of stuff. Yeah, that, I think that's where I heard it from. It just got nominated for a bunch of stuff and won a bunch of stuff. All right, so Celeste is good, but like we're talking about Florence now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Florence is really, really well done. Is it hand-drawn? It looks hand-drawn. It feels hand-drawn. I love it just because it uses the gameplay elements to really hammer home the message, to hammer home what's going on in the story. So it talks about breaking up your day-to-day, breaking up the monotony, opening yourself up to new possibilities and kind of feeling everything. So feeling sadness or joy or pain and why that's all kind of worth it and why that's all kind of part of your journey. Yeah, but no, Florence is really good. And it's, it's similar to what sounds like Celeste is this really unique art style and this story that matches that level of effort and that level of attention. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. So I collected something this past week uh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the stupid tim allen town uh, i collected one of the millennial infinity stones i had this idea that like every demographic of people has a collection of six infinity stones that you gather oh what a cool concept because i my friend john mentioned he <laughs> He was this close to collecting all six of the Latino Infinity Stones. So like a mocajete, a camal, a bucket of fabuloso, which is like a, a, a like a soap, a mopping bucket. Uh, like it's like I'm this close to collecting all six. Is is he? Latino? Yeah, he's Latino. All right, well, that's fine. I'm sure there's like a dad Infinity Stones. Right, like the white sneakers, the, the white sneakers, the dad jeans, the grill, a ride on lawnmower, a ride on lawnmower. <laughs> The seeing another dad at Chili's and going, who let you in here? <laughs> and then he snaps and half the world's... Half the world's other sports team disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> I collected one of what I refer to as one of the six millennial infinity stones. Which one is it? Uh, I got an air fryer. Oh, for real? <laughs> that thing is so cool. I'm a person who I try to not resist the mainstream, but I'm always, I'm just a little bit cautious. Okay, that's fair. It's like, all right, it can't be that good. Like when people came out with hoverboards, you were like, uh, and then they started exploding and you were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, mm, this feels like a lot. So I got an air fryer and it's like, this is kind of great. We'll throw like broccoli in there. I'll, earlier I threw a piece of salmon in it. And it just like did it. It just fries the stuff? Fries it, yeah, pretty much. Do you coat it in flour and then you put it in the thing? You don't have to. That's the, I think the cool thing about it is like you don't have to do a traditional frying thing where like you coat it and throw it in there. I took some broccoli, olive oil, and like salt and pepper, just threw it in there. <laughs> You're like, I took a head of broccoli, didn't even cut it up. Shoved that thing in the air fryer. <laughs> Came out delicious. <laughs> it sounds bad, but that's pretty much it. With the air fryer, ladies, even your <laughs> husband can cook dinner. But I feel like it's one of those things where it kind of like stupid proofs cooking. It feels like it. I'm very excited now. Like I said, I just threw a piece of salmon in there for like 10 minutes. And it's like, yep, here you go. Perfect. Looks beautiful. I'm like, it does. Like, it looks great. It won't work for everything. If you want a crisp cake, you go for it. But I, yeah, there's just certain things I wouldn't do in there. But like, for the most part, I'm like, yeah, just chuck it on in there. I mean, for a 20 something's diet, it feels like everything would be able to be made, made in the air fryer. I think that's the thing is like, so I usually make my lunch every day. Do you eat it every day too? Yeah, I eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I normally make my lunch like every day. <laughs> I don't like meal prep. Oh, okay. I get what you mean. Right. I can make it fresh every day. 
And so this is like a nice, just fast way to throw stuff in and call it a day. How long does it take? I mean, it depends on what you're cooking. I put a, like a seven ounce piece of salmon in there. It took like 10 minutes. I don't know if that's good or not, but 10 minutes is pretty short. That's pretty good. It's like a YouTube video. It's like a long form YouTube video. The length of an apology on YouTube <laughs> for being racist. Throw that salmon in. And one Logan Paul later, you're ready to eat lunch. I never thought I would have to make this video, but... <laughs> when I did those racist things, I didn't realize I'd get caught. When I filmed that dead body in the woods, I did not know he was a dead body in the woods. <laughs> How could I have known? Once I murdered him, I did not know he becomes dead. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I had to make this video. <laughs> But I want to address the controversy that's been swirling around me in the media. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> I will fry more things, and I'll be sure to follow up with Things I Fry, which is the name of my my spinoff podcast, Things I Fry. Oh, I thought you were going to say fry and follow up. Both very solid names. We'll workshop and get back to you. <laughs> Do you ever talk to yourself? All the time. I'm not proud of this, but I have had quite a few nights in my past where I have consumed more than the recommended amount of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> As he sips his wine. At some point during each of those nights, I have made my way into the bathroom, taken a breath in front of a mirror, and talked to myself. I love that. Yes, yes. I know this feeling so well. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was common or not. I've seen so many people talk about when, if you have consumed the above average <laughs> amount of alcohol and you go into the bathroom and stare at yourself, that's when you recognize how far gone you are. It's when you're just like staring in the bathroom mirror, <laughs> just like, you disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> I find that whenever I talk to myself in that state, I always start the exact same way. I always say, hey, Alan, can you do me a favor? <laughs> it's always followed by like a direction or some advice based on my inner judgment. Stop drinking, get some water, stop being so loud. Right. But it always starts with, Alan, can you do me a favor? <laughs> I think that's so funny. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but just the idea, just like, it just seems very like cordial. If I asked you when you were out, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you pick up the thing of milk? Is he like, hey, Alan, can you do me a favor? Can you just stop f***ing up? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just like get it together. Like, I, don't know. I read an article a while back that said that the reason we don't take our own advice and we're more likely to take somebody else's advice is because when we give ourselves advice, we are giving it internally. And if we were to actually speak to ourselves, even if it's mentally, and address ourselves as a third person, we're more likely to take that advice. I think I've I discovered that on my own. <laughs> okay. I also think we take our own advice a lot because like we know what we want to hear. The amount of times I've been, you know, down or whatever else and just, I wish someone would just say this or like encourage me to do this, you know, when it does happen, I'm like, oh, cool. Now I can do the thing. You know, I think when we do get to listen to our own advice and we do get in a place to actually give ourselves advice, I think it hits differently because of the fact we know what, what advice we want to hear. That's an interesting approach to it. I hadn't thought about it being what we want to hear. Or maybe depending on what state you're in, <laughs> what you should hear. Maybe not what you want, but maybe what you should hear. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I just thought this was so interesting. And I, I really wondered if anybody else spoke to themselves in this manner. I talk to myself all the time. I have a very persistent habit of thinking out loud, talking stuff through or just like just talking. 
out loud. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> I, I 100% understand the idea of talking out loud to yourself or giving yourself advice. That is something I 100% do. The reason I think I ask myself to do me a favor instead of being like, hey, Alan, you need to do blank. I think it's because my mentality is so, and this isn't like a humble brag, but <laughs> my, ment my mentality is very selfless. Mm -hmm. It's how I was raised. The programs I was in as a youth very much mm -hmm. taught me you put others before self. So if I approach myself as somebody else asking for a favor, for some reason, my brain goes, oh, shoot, yeah, I can do that for you because I'm selfless. And this is me helping somebody else. It's also just how you phrase a question. If I just told you, do this, look at you just straight on and say, Alan, do this favor versus Alan, can you do that? Like, it kind of presents that option of saying no. I think it invites something versus ordering. It's a little bit of just courtesy too. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to do you that favor anyways. Yeah. And I know that, but like by you asking for the favor, it's like a courtesy of I'm not going to say no, but I know I could and it would be okay. Exactly. Well, hey, Matt, can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you talk about the next thing? I would be happy to. <laughs> See, that's a good segue. Thank you. <laughs> Better than like, Speaking, Speaking of, <laughs> I made a transition this week. I started at a new gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went to a gym that was about mm, on a good day, like a 10 minute drive from me. And one of my friends, Seth, mentioned to me, he goes, oh, I go to this other gym that is much better than the one you go to. And I said, you're probably right. <laughs> what a weird thing to say to someone. His phrase was, and I quote, break up with your gym. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, oh, I, I'm in the contract until, you know, June. I can't do that. And goes, tell them you're moving. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's is that what you did? Yeah. You lied to break up with your gym? Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to hurt your future relationships with gyms. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before, too. Um, not to this one, though. This one's a good one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Men are all the same. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I'm not in any sort of contract. It's a very month-to-month -month thing is what I, the vibe oh, I Oh, okay. It's an open gym relationship. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, so I joined a new gym. It's a bit farther, but it's very much worth it. I very much enjoy the new space. And so I kind of wanted to talk about actually finding good spaces. I think for this example in particular, well, there are others as well. Gyms can be really intimidating spaces, especially in certain, I will refer to them as non-chain gyms. So like not a Planet Fitness, not a like Boston Sports Club kind of thing. Fair descriptor. Right, where they just kind of vary. We have everyone here. The old gym I went to was very much an old school meathead, make as many loud sounds as you can kind of thing, which is fine. <laughs> but I wasn't a fan. We'll probably at one point talk about the joy that comes from just releasing loud grunts, but not today. Not not on this day. Not on this Lord's Day. <laughs> but so I went to, I go to this other gym now. It is a gym in Newton, Mass called The Weight Room. If Dave's listening to this, I don't think you'd be insulted. It's a small space. Square footage. Wise. Yeah, it's not huge. Okay. But it has everything you need. And the people there are super duper friendly and super duper cool and chill and like not yelling. It's just a very, very nice space. It has some nice, nice motivational quotes on the wall that aren't like super bro-y or like cringy. I really enjoy the space. It got to a point where like I finished my workout when I went on Monday. And I was like, I kind of just want to like hang out. Is that weird? I kind of just like want to chill a bit. That is weird, actually. Yeah, I didn't do it. Said bye to Dave and he was like, oh, 
I'll see you on Thursday. I'm like, yep, I'll be here on Thursday. But it was just like, this is a very motivating space. It's not going to like yell at you if you screw up, but it's also going to like push you to do more. There was a certain validation that came with being there and just being like, oh, okay, this is how this should feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally understand that. I mean, my new workplace is a lot like that. Like I don't wake up with a pit in my stomach every time I go to work. Right. I just go to work. When I smile at people at work, I'm legitimately happy because I like working there. When people ask me if I like the job I do, I can just openly be like, yeah, I, I love it. I have fun. Yeah. I enjoy my job. You're right. It, there's something about the space and it's fostered by both the space. And I think the key thing that you mentioned is the people. I think that's huge. I think the mentality of the people in a space, it's contagious. So if you are in a space that's very bro-y and they exercise because they're angry or they're just trying to like feel something or, or whatever. <laughs> I, I haven't felt something in 16 years. Pull through deadlifts. <laughs> but the way you describe this gym, it sounds very mm. much like you show up and you're just seeing people work hard for themselves, mm. just like feel good and to do better. And and that does yeah. sound like a really encouraging space to work out in. Yeah. And that's ultimately it is like when I walked in, I, the the guy who owns the place, Dave's like, hey, and like, hi, what's up? And so, all right, there's your your folder with all your stuff in there. If you have any questions, let me know. And then when my, my friend Seth walked in, like, hey, like walked over and we like looked at each other's plans and like what we were doing that day. Oh, you get a plan? Yeah. Well, so the whole... This is next level stuff for me. Right. So, the, so this gym is small and it's trainer owned. Oh, wow. That sounds impressive for some reason. <laughs> so basically what it is, instead of we're a business, here's a contract, sign your thing, mm -hmm. whatever else. It's like, we have the space, come work out in the space. Part of your membership is I have written you a six-week plan. Oh. So you are doing these exercises for six weeks. And then when that is done, I will write you another one. Dude, that sounds awesome. Right. And we'll have a check-in and be like, all right, what worked? What didn't work? What are our next goals? What are we doing? I want to do that. I want to see if there's anything like that near me. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really good. He's a really good guy. Like he actually listened to me. I was saying like, hi, this is kind of what I'm, I'm not like training for anything. I'm not like a professional athlete or anything. I just want to like kind of do this for myself a bit. And it's like, okay, cool. Is there anything you're dead set on? Is there anything you hate? What's going on? And we just like talked about it and just very, very chill. It's a very nice environment to be in. Kind of like you said with your job, once you feel what it should feel like, you're like, oh, okay. I shouldn't be like, Ugh the entire time <laughs> that's like life in general once you feel what love feels like you're like oh wait i shouldn't hate myself <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't require like massive amounts of work at all times or screaming matches dude i'm so happy you had this experience in another aspect of your life it's so cool thank you so i want to give a shout out to uh the weight room and go check them out they're in newton mass yeah they're absolutely fantastic does he greet you by name when you walk in yeah he said hey matt oh i love that <laughs> stuff i honestly do there's so something stupid about how nice that makes people feel when they walk in oh yeah they just hear their name Ugh. yeah well knowing by name the guy seemingly ha not has eyes everywhere but just picks up on things so like i was doing an exercise and he goes like oh no flat flatten out your your spine work on that I'm like oh okay he goes yep there you go that's it oh okay and i'm just <laughs> doing the plyometric circles he's like yep that's it mm -hmm. much better i'm like thanks dave <laughs> as he like has a tupperware full of broccoli like a pyrex and i was like oh you're doing the greens early and he goes yep i have a pound every morning oh my and it's like God. that's intense dave sounds like a pretty cool guy he probably has an air fryer <laughs> <laughs> so i want you to tell me about something 
that makes you feel validated and good. Oh shit. Uh, I don't well, know that it, doesn't fit. Uh, what, what, uh, what, 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 uh, what, what would fit? I've got something that's exercise related. So tell me about something that's making you physically fit and exercising. All right. <laughs> I don't know. You know what makes me physically fit and exercising is yoga. <laughs> yeah. I like to talk about yoga a lot because it's something that, well, we were, we're trying to get back into it. We took right. a little bit of a break there when life got chaotic, but we, we did it enough and it was this cool merging of two worlds. Like mm -hmm. I'm a noob coming into this new scape and Jenny's like a level 15 night elf mohawk being <laughs> like, all right, let me show you the ropes. There are terms that you hear in yoga all the time mm -hmm. that after a while you just memorize them. And then eventually you actually find out what the meaning is behind them. Mm -hmm. Finding what feels good is definitely one of them. Breathe in love, breathe out love, where I used to always visualize breathing in the good air and breathing out all the bad stuff inside you. It makes you lighter and so much happier if you're mm -hmm. just focused on breathing in love into yourself and then breathing out love again. There's no room for it negative anywhere. Right. It's very cool. But the one I want to talk about is something that is both a reminder of how you should put your body in posture when you're doing positions. And I feel is a real good reminder for how you should make decisions in life. And the phrase is head over heart, heart over pelvis. You should credit Adrian because I think those are specifically her things to say. Okay. And this is something that Yoga with Adrian from YouTube specifically says in her videos. <laughs> you can do it while you're sitting up straight right now, or if you're standing or whatever, get your head over your heart and then make sure that your chest, your heart area is right over your pelvis. Sometimes your chest will be too far forward. Sometimes your head will be craning forward. And so when you line all those things up, that's how you know you're aligned correctly. I'm like trying to imagine my body right now. I'm just like It makes you notice how much you slouch. The reason I think this is so funny is because people used to always say like, Think with your head, not with your dick. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a think it through, then feel it, and then... Exactly. That's what I feel you can gain from this is a mantra that you can say during yoga, but you can also remind yourself to be smart. You're right, <laughs> right, you're right, right. Making choices. Which makes sense. I mean, I also done yoga with Adrian, but it is very relaxing. I do remember I saw something. The kind of places in a time bubble a little bit. There's a lot of conversations going around about like cancel culture. I saw some it's like yoga with Adrian could have 16 dead bodies in her closet and she would not be canceled. And I would see <laughs> to it that she is not because I would die for her. <laughs> it's like, yes. The whole thing is so good. And I also like that specifically yoga with Adrian makes it known that you do not need to be like an experienced practitioner to like be good. Well, she also gives alternatives because she's obviously very experienced and so she's like we're gonna move you know our foot up here close to our hands and we're gonna bend outwards if you can't do this or her phrasing is usually if you're unable to do this yet you will be able to just with time and practice it's that that phrasing of like you can't do this versus like you were unable to do it right now but you will with growth or like wherever you're at so it makes it seem like you're on a journey and you're gonna mm -hmm. get there wherever you're at right now it's very good these are all terms that i feel like are very cool in yoga and in this yoga space i feel like we gotta take them out of this space and use them in the real world yeah all right 
Now, wherever you're at with your studies or wherever you're at with your gym routine. I think this goes to kind of this recurring theme we have on the scatter point progress of like not having a hard line on where you're supposed to be. Life happens, life gets in the way. Sometimes your your work isn't where it should be. Sometimes it's ahead of where you should be. Sometimes you're on top of it. Sometimes you didn't do as much as you should have last weekend or sometimes you did more. Wherever you're at and wherever you're going is all just part it wherever you are is where you're at that's it there it is i feel like i might say that to myself now anytime <laughs> i'm freaking out about loans or houses wherever you are it's where you're at it, it is a very very eastern philosophy as well to not worry about necessarily like what the end goal is but just what the journey is i had a professor in college talk about that idea and they showed the opening sequence of akira akira or ghost in the shell it's one of those two it's just basically all this static footage of tokyo here's a sign here's a boat here are people getting on a train here's a duck and it's just all these people just like going about their lives before it moves on to the story. So it's like, we're going to show you what's happening now. Mm -hmm. Setting the scene. Right, exactly. Where we're at is where we're at. For those keeping score at home, this is, in fact, the third episode in a row that Matt has referenced Eastern culture. <laughs> is it? It is. Oh, God. I can verify with Ronnie. Ronnie, give us a <laughs> give us a bell if that was Matt's Ronnie. third. Ronnie. Ronnie, just Ron Ronnie. put something in here to put a little congratulations Ronnie, don't do a little it. trumpet. Ronnie. No. Hey, who pays your bills, Ronnie? No one. <laughs> He's a college student. Hey, you, want it, you want it to stay that way? <laughs> you shouldn't be disrespecting people who are giving you publicity on their podcast who are paying you an exposure in hot pockets put the <laughs> put the trumpets in put a half toot of trumpets start the toot and then cut it off right away that'll be our compromise i'm becoming that guy at the weird asian store in the mall who like collects <laughs> that sells samurai swords but it's just some white guy that runs it yep and like throw like gambit style throwing cards like <laughs> But let me pull out this card and throw it at you. <laughs> so my next thing is actually... <laughs> I thought you were going to like completely ignore it. Like I was like, catch! And you were like, so my next thing... <laughs> It's card-shaped. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, kind of, more or less. So it's a rectangle? Yeah, it's a rectangle. They what is it? Pattern. Soap. Oh, the second of the millennial <laughs> Good quality soap. So one of the content creators I follow on Instagram, his name is Court Panero, or Panario. I'm, so I'm sorry I mispronounced your name, Court. I'm so sorry. I love you. He's over there like, it's Court Pen. <laughs> <laughs> My last name's James. He is a very, very inspiring person and a very, very select niche group of people that I'm really kind of enamored by. Uh, he's a trans bodybuilder. Oh, interesting. So he's female to male and is a actual brick house. Is it court like a basketball court? Yeah, I'll see if I can send it what his actual handle is. Court P1453. He is a bodybuilder, a model, a skateboarder. The man is a brick house. Holy crap, yeah. And basically every now and again, he posts about this soap company called Bearsville Soap. And he goes like, oh, you got to get this, got to get this. They just released this, they just released this. And I was like, I need soap. I'm out. You know what? Let's go for it. This company and this soap is so good really it's so good last time i got the vanilla and sandalwood and uh smoke and cedar oh god 
what stereotyping be damned for a second there's something about like wood and like flames and like nature smells that i'm just like mm, that smells good <laughs> smoking cedar baby it does though that's the thing is unequivocally this smells great and i got it and it was like in this little bag and i open it and i just like hit that you know i think if you have something that has an actual scent to it and keep it in a closed space just like it kind of yeah. builds up Mm -hmm. It was very much that effect. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And it was very, very nice. Over my toilet, I have this like storage space and I kept the soap in there when I wasn't using it or, you know, the one I had opened yet. And I opened up the closet when I went to use it and it's like, same thing. Hit me again with the smoke and cedar. <laughs> I just remember using it. Like, this is so lovely. And on top of being a fantastic product, it was really fast. Like, I think I ordered it on a Sunday at like 1130. And I got like, your order is confirmed. It's on its way. And within like 30 minutes, it was like, your order shipped. Wow. Okay. And then <laughs> within like two days, it was there. Like, I'm a millennial. And even I'm not used to this kind of convenience. Yeah. And so I like messaged them saying, hi, this got here like really fast. You guys are great. And it was like, hey, you know, we do our best. I wasn't sure if he was a, an affiliate or something. Like, hey, I, in court, let me know you guys make sure you treat him well yeah like, oh yeah we love court <laughs> and it's like nice people good product sustainable like i love this let me ask you about this soap because you've almost got me sold okay to you does totally clean feel like squeaky clean or does it feel like clean clean okay so do you like feeling squeaky clean i guess is what i i mean yes but it's not like peeling off a layer of skin well i mean like the kind that when you wash with that soap and you rub your forearm against your chest does it like stick no it's not like <sighs> dragging it across arm or whatever it maybe like to get it going the first time but after that it's just like all right oh sorry 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 i didn't mean using the soap itself <laughs> <laughs> this is a miscommunication happening right now <laughs> Oh, what did you mean? Squeaky clean. Yes. When you are squeaky clean, you can rub your forearm against your chest and it like sticks because like your no, body. It, okay, no, you got, no, it doesn't do that. Okay, awesome. Because I, I hate being squeaky clean. <laughs> rather just be clean. Right. It, it does not do that. It lists all the ingredients that are in it. Usually it's like olive oil and like coconut oil or shea butter or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, a, it's an oil-based soap. That's good for your beard. Yeah. Uh, they do have a lot of beard stuff too. Hmm. <laughs> what was the brand called again bearsville soap air like B no bear as in the animal oh like manly bearsville soap i wrote bearsville soup <laughs> it's a different thing oh and they got a big man on the front hey oh and they're chopping wood in some of the pictures get man made this is the way to market soap nowadays let's be honest there's a picture of this guy over a campfire and he's in like the typical jeans, open plaid button up with like a blanket over himself. And I'm looking at the fire he set up. That's not a safe fire area. There are dry leaves all around this like makeshift fire they put up. I don't know if I can buy soap from people that don't understand fire safety. Big, it's like bourbon sandalwood, uh, campfire charcoal. A bar of soap will last me like three weeks, two, three weeks, depending I guess how hard you push it into your body. How vigorously you rub right <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what to everybody out there who's listening if you want to send us some bearsville soap we won't say no and hey i've got a birthday coming up so you do you do have a birthday coming up what do you what did you want to do for your birthday i don't know probably kill a guy <laughs>
I'd hate to be one of those virgins that gets to 30 without murdering someone. I don't need that kind of social, like, anxiety, you know? Hey, have you killed the guy? Yeah, I killed the guy. Okay, thank God. <laughs> that moment where you're hanging out with a whole bunch of new friends, your friend brought you because he said that you were cool and you show up and they're like, wait, 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 wait. Just to show of hands real quick. How many of us have killed a guy, right? Hands? Killed a guy? Yeah. Matt, what's up with uh, what's up with your friend there? Hey, buddy, why, why don't you have your hand raised? Alan, Alan you killed a guy. <laughs> was this an unspoken thing? Did you, not, did you not kill a guy? <laughs> when I was growing up, everybody said that, you know, you kill a guy at your own pace. It, it, it's not like an age thing. You kill a guy when you're ready to kill a guy. <laughs> if they tell you that, doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> Only losers wait to kill a guy. <laughs> Sorry, what's happening? <laughs> Anyway, send us Bearsville soap. Al's getting older. And uh, and I pray you're not the guy. Pray you're not the guy. I think that's all we got for the week. It is, yeah. And I like it when we get to end on those nice high notes. Yeah, it's nice. Ladies and gentlemen, show some love over to <laughs> L- 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 Lakey Inspired. With the use of our theme song, The Process, they are vibing me with <laughs> beats. Are you still listening to the song like on repeat? Like like constantly? Yeah. <laughs> no. Can you imagine if I was? I mean, because for a time you were. Oh, I was. I love the song to death. The problem is, so I can listen to a song over and over and over and over again. But what I can't do is listen to a song, pause, rewind it, play, mm-hmm. pause, rewind it, which I need to do when I go over Ronnie's edits. Right, right. But it's a beautiful song. I, I love it. I love it when it does play from beginning to end without going back. We love it so much, we made it our theme song. You can find our podcast on Anchor, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Spotify, mm-hmm. Uh, Stitcher, uh, some other podcast places. Don't you I'm not. You I'm, not say, I'm not saying it. Okay, good. But they know. <laughs> you know what you did. They, <laughs> they know they're going to be the guy. <laughs> Alan, I want to thank you very much for uh, potting with me this week. Hey, now this is pod racing. (laughs) No, come back. (laughs) Matt, thanks for being here. I know it's hard. (laughs) I saw a deep fake of this is like series of YouTube videos that edit, you know, just different stuff into scenes from movies. Okay, yeah. And one of them I saw was Anakin going, now this is pod racing, and things blows up. <laughs> uh, another one I saw was from uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, when his aunt like floats away and he runs up the stairs and Dobby's there. Like Dobby had to protect Master, he's like trying to explain what he did. Yeah. And Harry just like kicks him. He <laughs> 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 like punts him against like his dresser. And he's like, he just like falls. <laughs> And I love you. I love you too. All right. Hey, let's end this freaking thing. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Play us out. <laughs> uh, that's the game horn. All right. Well, let's get back to it. Yep. Get back to the games. Hey, good luck out there. All right. Hey, hey, maybe she's in the next castle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know, I know it's it's a real rough thing for you. It's led to like uh, this kind of expectation. Uh, and constant, nah, no, hey, same. hey, 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 hey. But for real, maybe she's in the next cast. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah.
Drink after work? Drink after work. Don't get caught up on the ducks. If we get to a goose today, I'm buying the rounds. Hey. Hey. Cover goose. Brooklyn. <laughs>